This is your week, your news for the week of April 16th, 2023. On this episode, as always, he's the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com. He likes it when we call him chief. We it's Chris Smith. Let's just call him chief for now on period. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I'm glad you like it, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, chief. It's great to have uh, you here, chief. Now that, you, now that y'all say it, I'm not sure I like it. doesn't it. sound as good when we say it, huh? It's kind of like... I don't know. Just, yeah. Don't start barking or something. It's yeah. Like, you know, like. yeah. It's like Sarge or something. Yeah. Like, also, on this week again, she's the president and general manager of Five Star Media. We just call her KG, Katie Gamble. KG, Katie. That's nicer than a lot of people call me. We could call you general. No, no. Katie's fine. Or what about K Prez? We call you Prez. No, no. K KG, Katie, whatever's fine. KT, whatever, yeah. And um, Hey there. Yeah, hey, that's good. Hey, you, yeah. always a winner. And, and I'll introduce Ryan. We have oh. Ryan Pluckelman, the yeah. operations manager at Five Star Media Group. Wow, yeah. Big and, titles. Uh, so big titles. We need to call you Oppie. That works, or yeah. The, the OP. Ops. The uh, OP. Yes! Opie, Opie. I like Opie better. Yeah. <laughs> These are the top stories trending this week on ClarksvilleNow.com. So the biggest thing we had going was this Nicole Kidman movie. Um, yes. They, are, they filmed a movie parade scene for Holland, Michigan, a movie that's going to be uh, from, coming out from Amazon uh, Productions. Yeah. Uh, starring Nicole Kidman, um, who lives just down the highway uh, in Nashville, little city uh, down in our area. Um, and so, uh, so they've been filming this parade scene, and it's been uh, causing a big stir downtown. All of Franklin Street was sort of reclad um as holland michigan yeah uh they planted tulips everywhere actually i think they were fake i was told they were fake yeah but they looked real so the the process i heard for planting those tulips was um getting a bag of mulch and dropping it on the ground and covering that bag of mulch with some more mulch on top and then taking those tulips and just stabbing them into the back <laughs> that's how they did it really yeah yeah so a little way production they, trick for you. Yeah, that way they would stand straight up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Can I do that at home? Do you think anybody, do sure. you think at Christmas time tell. people would question the tulips well, looking? you give it a few months. It's like going to a cemetery and see all those really pale plastic oh, flowers. That, that, it would look kind of janky after a while. Yeah, good point. It looked nice for a while. What you should do, Katie, is roll up on Franklin and just start throwing fake tulips in the back of your SUV with I mulch bags. I think that's called stealing. If you get caught at stealing, if yeah. you don't, it's borrowing. You do know the police department is a block away, right? That's true. You want to do it under the cover of night. Yes. Um, this is so neat, though, and interesting to see it taking place in our town. Um, a lot of people on Clarksville now have said, why didn't they really film it in Holland, Michigan, instead of Clarksville? And I think Katie alluded, to, or you alluded to the answer earlier on. The fact of the matter is, you're Nicole Kidman. Do you want to go to Michigan Right, right now right. it's a little cold up there right yeah. and she lives in nashville so i'm sure she's like you know there's this cute little town just north of here just turn just do, do that work there and then i can i can sleep in my own bed and i can just drive up and film and then go home at night no i wonder though no i'm pretty sure she didn't go hey just go to clarksville i think that's someone's job is to search out these sets Mm -hmm. You know, wouldn't that be like the coolest job? It would be. It just would to be. kind of figure out where you're going to do the movie scenes and stuff. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And probably if we put a bunch of fake tulips down, I'm sure it was pretty penny to redo it, but it was probably pretty equivalent to flying all those people up there and mm -hmm. equipment and everything. That's true. And I'll tell you what, it was neat to see the shops downtown. Some of them were exactly the same as they are now, mm -hmm. but they changed some of the shops. Like they turned one place into a bakery and mm -hmm. like they changed a couple of the actual storefronts. 
Yeah, and they repainted a lot of those storefronts too. Um, we sent our own uh, Jeff Matthews out there um, earlier this week to get some photos, and um, he came back with some really neat shots of uh, them, you know, taking the things down. And you realize, oh wait, they they repainted the front of that building to make this happen. So, um, so some some business owners got some uh, some paint jobs out of all that. They were also compensated. Yes. I was wondering about that. Mm-hmm. They were compensated financially for their lost business. Because they uh, did have to close, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They had closed Monday and Tuesday. Oh, now, a lot of shops, you know, local shops will close on Monday anyway. But um, but yeah, there were some that lost a good amount of business for those uh, the couple days they had to close down. Do we know yet when this movie is going to come out? Um, you know what? I haven't seen anything to that effect. I don't think it's been um, that's been announced because um, all of us in Clarksville are going to watch it just yeah. for the like the parade scene. Like we're all going right? to zoom fast to get to the parade scene and go like, oh, there's the Roxy. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a Sergeant Carter statue. There's the wine bar. Oh, I didn't even think about the Sergeant Carter statue. Uh huh. Yeah. I wonder if they covered that. I, I don't notice. know. I hope not, because then we'll go. Oh, there it is. They had to yeah, have but, covered it. It wouldn't yeah. have made sense in Holland. Yeah, Michigan in the 1980s. But would even yeah. would people even think to question that? Because it's just going to be Do we a parade. Know what the movie's right. about though. Here's the movie. It's about Nicole Kidman. It takes place in the 80s, from what I gather. Yeah. Nicole Kidman su- uh, suspects her husband is cheating on her, and so she starts an illicit affair with someone else. But then she finds out her husband's true dark past. How do you remember these things? Is that like a trailer? Like it could be. In the way he said it, like I know her, his I, own dark past. I've rewritten that paragraph two or three times <laughs> since start this whole thing broke, and uh, and Ryan just like rattles it off. Yeah, this, like, but see, you write like twenty articles a week. He reads one a week. Exactly, okay, well, I read one true. article this week, and that was the one that I read. <laughs> was the one about Nicole Kidman. Um, but yeah, it looks like a th- like a thriller. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking so. Okay. I don't think there's any affairs or murdering going on during the parade scene in Clarksville. I hope not. Um, you know, I, right? I mean, <laughs> kind of bad, but I guess we'll find out when we Holland, need to get Michigan with a movie out. theater when it comes out and host a watch party. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun, I just to fun. have like a red carpet event in yeah, Clarksville for fun. for the uh, city. But they very rarely do movies film where they say they're filming. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you remember, there was a movie that came out a couple years ago. It was called Twelve Strong. And it was about a Green Beret unit on Fort Campbell. And there were scenes that took place in Clarksville in Fort and, and Fort Campbell. And they didn't shoot them here. They shot them mm-hmm. somewhere else. The one thing that took me out of that movie was, you know, it takes place right after September 11th. And so they're showing uh, Fort Campbell like late September mm-hmm. and there's snow on the ground. And I said... Obviously, that was not filmed at Fort Campbell because there is no snow on the ground in September at Fort Campbell. So that takes you. They can't get anything by Ryan. They can't. I know. And you know, not on my watch. um, One that really ruined my, you know, uh, taste of fantasy when I was a child was um, Star Wars. Tatooine, they filmed that in Death Valley. It wasn't really another planet. It wasn't really on Tatooine. (laughs) <laughs> such really? a dork. <laughs> I was today years old. I thought it was on another planet. That's the most expensive film shoot ever. Yeah. I know, right? So, Katie, you have teenagers. Yes. Thank um, you. Chris, your kids are getting a little older. Mm-hmm. What I had to explain I didn't to my know kids. Where we were going with this. Yeah. So, did you? Do your kids know? Do your boys know who Nicole Kidman was? Oh no. Is no. She's like from our decade, our time. Because yeah. I had to explain to the boys. I'm like, hey, the Nicole Kidman's filming a movie in Clarksville. Now, who's that? I'm like, who's that? Google her. Yeah. But if they name some of their people, like one day Aiden said to me, 
Ma- was talking about Michael Jordan. Yeah. And I'm thinking the basketball player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's talking Michael Jordan, the actor, like Creed. Oh, mm. different and, Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they've got this whole other group of Hollywood stars that, you know, we're not really, I'm not as aware of. Yeah. So, like, you tell me Michael Jordan, there's only one Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and he played basketball and he played baseball. But yes. Anyway. But this new yeah. Michael Jordan, I went and looked him up. He is. He is something to watch. He's talented. That's Katie. Oh, yeah. Is that a way of saying handsome? Is oh, that... He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to finish that up with saying uh, I heard from my son. He's like, Dad, she's old enough to be my grandmother. I'm like, she's not your grandmother's age. She's your mother's age. I think she's. Calm I down. think she's like my age. Isn't she in her late yeah, 40s? She's 50, early, yeah, she's fifty. Yeah, I think she's fifty. Yeah. yeah. So, but they didn't mm-hmm. know. I told them to Google. I'll be watching it. Chris will be watching it. I'll Katie be watching will be watching it. it. Yeah. The Next time you see something home. about Nicole Kidman, she's going to be raving about the beer cheese of Black Horse. That's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to come back for that beer cheese. All right. Um, so on a more serious note, uh, this week, the um, uh, committee of the school board um, came back with recommendations on the latest attempt to open a charter school in Clarksville. Um, This is the second time now that American Classical Academy Montgomery has applied to open a charter school here under the new uh, provisions that um, Bill Lee pushed for to allow for the opening of charter schools across Tennessee. Um, And the last time around, they rejected it because they were asking for like um, 19 waivers of state law. Yeah, yeah. Um, They had some financial problems with their plan and, and these other things. Well, the committee um, has again recommended that uh, in the second go around that they reject the charter school application from American Classical Academy um, for a variety of reasons, including problems with their operational plan, uh, problems with their academics. Uh, The math curriculum doesn't meet state standards, according to the committee, um, and some other issues. Um, One of the things that came up was that uh, American Classical Academy had said that they wanted their um, uh, their student body to reflect like 60% white, 40% black, um, and uh, I think um, like something like 20% uh, low income. And the uh, problem with that is the place where they're opening, when they showed the map of where they're opening and what the racial and economic demographics are of the area around where they're planning to open, an audible gasp was heard through the school board meeting room from the audience and the school board because it's going to be out where Carmel, near where Carmel Elementary is. Okay. Which is the most affluent. It's very rural. Very white and very affluent. And there is not a bus stop within like 10 miles of that school and they're not going to be providing transportation. So the only way you're going to be able to get to that school is if your parents drive you to that school. How many low-income families have the ability to drive their children? Right. Well, we're talking, yeah. you know, pretty much the southern part of Montgomery County too. Mm-hmm. So it's does it? It doesn't matter if you're fluent or not. I mean, if you have a job, how are you going to get your kid out there, get them home from school, and all that? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's out past my house. So, I mean, we're talking twenty twenty-five minute drive from here. Mm-hmm. Here's some questions I have for you, Chris. Okay. Because <laughs> I have a really strong opinion about this, but it's not a fully informed, really strong opinion. So it's perfect for Facebook. Um, (laughs) So charter schools are funded with taxpayer dollars. Is that correct? Yes. But they're not... Your your taxpayer dollars going to a charter school instead of going to a public school. Right. So 
but they're not held to the same standards that a public school is held to, right? Right. They're held to some of the same standards, but not all of them. So they have more flexibility in the rules, but they don't have absolute. Why uh, is that possible if it says they don't meet certain state laws? I think there's a minimum set of qualifications and standards Mm -hmm. that they have to meet, and um, that's where they're um, running into problems. Okay. Where does the word charter come from? What is that? Like, why Why are they called a charter school? Um, I think it probably has to do with the way they're, I don't know for that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it has to do with the fact that they have to have a charter to, you know, to open the gotcha. school. And um, it's it's not a private school. I mean, anybody can open a private school. Right. And, you know, and anybody can pay to send your kid to a private school. But this is a, these have to operate under the authority of the local school boards. Okay. And I have one more question. Sorry, Ryan. That's okay. I don't understand if the curriculum doesn't meet the state standards, Mm -hmm. why would you even be able to turn, why don't turn in an application? Like that does, it seems like there should be just certain uh, parameters that you have to meet before you're even eligible to apply. Right. You know, you have to do it to go to college Mm -hmm. and, you know, meeting state standards would be, I would think the number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I generally don't like to have strong opinions. Well, you know, one of the things about this show is, you know, for us to air both sides. You okay. don't have to completely even agree with okay. your own opinion, but we can just right. talk about it. And this right. sounds to me well, because, out there. because the, there's this outfit out of Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. This is the the what the affiliated, university affiliated with Hillsdale College, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to open up a school mm-hmm. that teaches a different curriculum, feel free to open a private school. You can do that. But this sounds like a money-making scam to me where a company wants taxpayer dollars to do with what they want. Mm-hmm. And how much oversight is there going to be on this company, this private company, using taxpayer dollars to pay their bills with no oversight? Okay. This, to me, I'm sounds... I'm curious, yeah, and then I got a, something else I'm going to throw out there, yeah, too. I just want to finish... That's ridiculous. That sounds like a scam for taxpayer dollars. And that's the strongest opinion I've had in like six years. So I'm going to back off now. All right, Chris. So, so let me push back on you on that to argue the other side of this. Um, Are you ready to get pushed back again? <laughs> uh, this has evolved out of parents' frustration yeah. with the public school system because a lot of kids are being failed by public schools and they need choice. They need It's their taxpayer dollars that they're going to support their schools. They should be able to direct their own taxpayer dollars to the school that they want them to go to. And so a charter school opens the opportunity for us to try a different type of curriculum or a different type of learning that might be better suited to certain Your individual child's kids. Needs. Some, so not it's, all it's kids a, learn the same. An incubator for new ideas for education. Uh-huh. Now, that sounds great in a lot of school systems, but CMCSS already has a Spanish immersion school. They have a more magnet school. There's all these different options in all of these different academies at the high school. There is choice. I think a lot of times people just want something and they don't want to work for it. If you are unhappy... I don't think you're being fair to the parents who might want to put their kids in a charter school because we don't necessarily know. And I'm not for or against, to be honest. I don't know enough about it to make a decision. But we don't know their circumstances with why they would try to do that. We don't know what's going on in their family. We don't know what's going you're being on. Very, you're being very nice. Thank you for no, being No, I'm nice, just Katie. telling you. But, here, but, you know, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're right. Clark's Montgomery School System does offer a lot. But kids just learn differently. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying this happens. Right. But what if your kid was bullied in the school system yes, and needs right. to go somewhere else? Um, you know, maybe there's hard feelings because of it. 
Um, we don't know the circumstances behind it, but I do think that as a taxpayer, that if I, I do think that I get, should have that right to make sure that my child is getting what I choose is a quality education, right. you know, because for my child, because not every child too is going to go off to college or trade school or something. And so I think as a parent, I should be the one that gets to say, it's my tax dollars. I'm paying them. That maybe I want, um, may, maybe this is a charter school in music. Maybe my child is wooed by music. I don't know. Right. But whatever, I think I should have that choice because mm-hmm. I do pay my taxes. And, and also, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. might want that, you know, they wish they could send their kid to a private school, they but they can't it. afford it. Why shouldn't they be able to redirect their tax dollars to something so they can have the same advantage the people who have bukoodles of money. There are there are scholarship opportunities for kids of all incomes to go to private schools. Mm. I just don't like private companies getting taxpayer dollars with no oversight. I'm mm. sorry. Well, they if, do have oversight to the school board. Right. And that's why they're turning them down each time because they're like, oh, we want to come in and we don't want to do this and we don't want to do that. And it's not meeting the requirements. Okay, I'm going to say what I think. I'm going to put another side of that too. Okay. I do think it's not re- meeting the requirements. Yeah, I do yeah, think that they're doing yeah. their due diligence and doing a good job. I'm not criticizing their decision at all when I say this. This is getting to be the most heated episode of your <laughs> weekly news just, ever. But I am going to say the school board right now, their job is to look out for the best interests of Clarks Montgomery County school system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They don't want tax dollars to leave the school system and go somewhere else. So why are they going to make sure that that it's as hard as can be for a charter school to get passed? Because that's dollars leaving the school system. Right. Whether they're over, they oversight it or get to oversight or not. To me, it it's going to be hard for any charter school to get passed because that means that's dollars leaving the school system right now, which I bet is already a pretty tight budget. So I, I don't know how fair that that system could be on choosing. Uh, I, I, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, me saying, well, um, I'm going to approve this over here, this person to help me, but I'm going to give them part of my income. Heck no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One thing that uh, that was said um, the last time this came around, um, Jimmy Garland told Clarksville now that he would never vote for a charter school mm-hmm. regardless. Now, that, yeah. That, to me, that kind of runs counter to like what the board's mission is supposed to be, because they should be deciding these cases on their merits, not, you know, re-legislating whether charter schools should be allowed in Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear you. And you guys are making some great points, mm-hmm. but I, I just want full disclosure. I am the spouse of a public school teacher. I was going to call you out. I'm a spouse of a public school teacher and I'm a person who's incredibly loyal. So you are making great points, but much like most internet fights, I'm not going to hear them and I'm going to just dig in and and just stand my ground on this one. And let me go back to touch on your thing when you said, oh, well, the private schools also has scholarships. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some private schools that they're full. They're at capacity. I mean, it's hard to get into some of them, which is a beautiful thing. I'm glad that like, I'm glad that they're doing well and that they're thriving. But then let's say they weren't. There's a lot of families out there that don't have the money or even the, you know, the ability to go look that up and know that these things are available and that this if this was under Mm -hmm. the public school board, they might be more aware. Mm -hmm. And I will say this too: CMCSS is not perfect. I'll be the first to admit that, Um, although my wife was teacher of the year a couple of years ago. It's darn close to perfect, but it's not perfect. And I know that there's situations where people have been let down 
by the school system. I get it. I'm a little spoiled, and I think Katie will even admit she's a little spoiled. Our kids went, are, are going to CHS. I've had a great experience with my kids all throughout CMCSS. They've had wonderful experiences because of the luck of the draw. But I've heard stories about people that have had bad experiences, and I can understand people's frustration. Mm-hmm. I urge you, if you're frustrated... When's the last time you seriously looked into what a school board candidate stands for other than the initial after their name? Oh, I have. Exactly. I've looked into it. If you, if you want change in CMCSS, vote in the school board elections. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm going to... 20% do. That's I, I, 80% who don't. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Unfortunately, there are some amazing teach. Most of the teachers are amazing. Mm-hmm. Most of them genuinely care about those kids and just put their heart and soul into it. But it's not a bad school system. Every now and then there's a teacher who really makes some unwise decisions. And, That's true. And I'll, so... It's that way in every business, though. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought a business because that's another um, aspect of all this. The more charter charter schools we have... And the more we can move toward um, choice programs with schools, maybe even private school choice, where the dollars go with the child to the where, whatever school we want to send them to, whether that's charter or private or homeschool or whatever, mm-hmm. that's going to just increase competition among schools and it'll make the schools perform better because they have to compete on a level playing field with private schools, with homeschooling with um, mm-hmm. charter schools and everything. That's so, a very don't tread on me argument. It's a Look cap- at you. It it's a called very, capitalism, wow. Ryan. It's Welcome very, to America. You're going to a libertarian yeah. party meeting later with me? Yeah, very. Yeah, well, I agree with Chris 100%. So, Chris, probably for the first time in our careers, we agree politically. Look on at that. Look well, at but, wow. But, but I prefaced all of this with a caveat. I don't necessarily agree with anything. Oh, we don't know where Chris stands yeah. on this. I'm just arguing for the sake of oh, argument. Oh, chief okay. is just arguing for the sake of argument. He's the argument chief right there. Mm-hmm. We got to have both sides of this presented fairly. I just have to. So I have to step out of this argument for a second because remember. You, you have a very biased opinion. I do. I am uh, the former. Uh, does that make me, if my and wife I, was teacher of the year, does that make me the first gentleman of the CMCSS for that year? I don't uh, know, but... Um, do I, well, what was her actual title? Teacher? She was teacher of the year. She got teacher, teacher of the year. year. So you'd be the, um, I don't know. The, I, I, I think, I mean, I think I'm CS, I, I think I was CMCSS's first gentleman during first that gentleman? entire yeah. year. It doesn't matter who gets it any year after that. It, it will matter. always be Christina. I'll only <laughs> recognize <laughs> CMCSS teacher of the year in 2020. And I will say that I don't have a, I don't really care either way on the charter schools. I'm going to stay in public schools. I just, there's just a different side to it. I hear you. And it's all good arguments. And I will tell you that um, I don't generally comment on stories on Facebook, but I'd spent like 30 minutes typing up this really great comment on C now and I deleted it because I'm like, I don't need this drama Mm -hmm. in my life. Because it it is drama and it doesn't go away. Type it out and get it out of your system. Exactly. And then then press the the backspace (laughs) button and and move on with your life. So, right. All right. Um, so the other big news we had this week was QP. I have a strong landed. opinion about mayonnaise that I'd like to share with oh, both right. of you. <laughs> I do actually have a strong opinion about mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I can't stand I mayonnaise. I love it. Yeah, is it Miracle Whip or mayonnaise? Which are you? It doesn't matter. It's oh, I'm gushy, mayonnaise. gross stuff on my food. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like it. Do you not like chicken salad and tuna salad no. and things like that? Oh. I'm glad you pronounced it QP because I didn't know how to pronounce that. I was a little worried about that. P- yeah. that. So this was a uh, groundbreaking ceremony uh, held yeah. Tuesday for the Japanese food condiment producer QP and its U.S. division Q&B Foods. I'll tell you, I'm kind of confused about 
like where the B comes or, in. No, the Q That's and okay. B. The Q, Q and B. B. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, but the company is uh, it's going to be a sixty-five point two million dollar investment in expanding its subsidiary in California to build one in Clarksville. So they're going to have eighty-five jobs with fifty-five of those jobs online by twenty twenty-five. Going to be paying in excess of twenty-five dollars an hour. Very nice. And uh, the, my big question was, okay, Japanese condiments, what? Like what? What are we talking about here? Yum yum sauce. Well, yeah. And uh, what I've yeah. heard since is that it's um, the Kewpie mayonnaise. Like if you have had, are you a fan of um, of uh, the, the key, not quiche, what Su- sushi, of sushi. I love sushi. You like sushi? So have you ever had like the, the little spicy mayo they put oh, in yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have strawberry sushi when I go. He <laughs> has frou-frou sushi, but I have had the spicy mayo, yes. yes. I am told that if you have had spicy mayo at a sushi restaurant, you're eating Kewpie mayonnaise. The Kewpie is like the definitive, like spicy mayo. Uh, okay, I'm looking Japanese at it right now, food. yeah. There is going to be a time with all these these different different companies opening up in Clarksville. There is going to be a time when you are going to to be the most Clarksville person you can be. You'll be driving an electric car on Hankook tires mm-hmm. uh, with a with a bunch of Kewpie mayonnaise in the back of your car mm-hmm. and going home to use your LG washer and dryer. Yeah, powered by Google. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's this is really, really exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, this is one of those stories too. When I told the kids like Kewpie and they go, oh, yum, yum sauce. They were excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. We are a family of yum, yum sauce lovers. Well, get ready because your life's about to change. (laughs) Clarksville's going to be the yum, yum city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got enough restaurants that use it around here. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of neat that we're diversifying out to um, to a food Mm -hmm. um, industry because you only have so many electric battery plants. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've been just electric batteries and like tire parts and brake parts and um, and things like that and tires for a long time. With um, if if you order a Metalfa, yeah, uh, for a long time. And if you order QP mayonnaise Mm -hmm. from Amazon and it's delivered to you from the Amazon distribution center in Clarksville when it opens. Boy, that's that'll be a very Clarksville. Yeah, you're eating eating local. That's a, that's a whole lot of middlemen <laughs> to get the Kewpie sauce from the factory yeah. to the Amazon plant to your house. Whereas if you just like get to know somebody who works at the Kewpie plants, hey Joe, bring me right. home a bucket, a pocket full, <laughs> a of a pocket sauce. full of Kewpie sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they check. Well, the they also do salad dressings mm-hmm. and things like that too. So mm-hmm. exciting stuff. Good story, yeah. Chris. Yes. Well, that's a palate cleanser after the whole charter school argument. And um. And the other thing, yeah, Wes Golden pointed this out when um, when QP was brought in, that this isn't the first uh, food factory, but it's been a long time since we've had food here. Yeah, we had yeah. Frosty Morn, which was a sausage uh, meat mm-hmm. packing yeah. uh, plant, kind of gross, but, you know, we enjoy our sausage. Yes, we do. And um, and also uh, Kraft Cheese had a plant. That's right. That's where the name Kraft Street came yeah, from. I, knew, I was yeah. on this from. podcast a few weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. So we do have a history as a food industry um, place. And so we're All gradually right. inching back toward it. All right. Love it. All right. And um, the next story we've got going on is about the Ford Ice Center. So um, we are learning more. They, they basically, it opened to the public on uh, April 12th. They started um, having uh, some skate classes there um you can go in there apparently and start um you know figure skating and 
hockey skating and stuff like that. I know you've been um, waiting for a place to practice your triple sow cow yeah, um, in your off my time. Triple sow cow is kind of rusty. <laughs> but that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was open yet. And this yeah, is, I knew it was open. I found it last week too. Yeah. This is a part of the F&M Bank Arena, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go through the arena part to get to this. It's a no. separate entrance right, right there on, on College Street. Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, well, we have a story up on this now. Um, our uh, Christian Brown interviewed the uh, folks over at Fordyce Center to find out some more about what kinds of things they're going to be offering. Um, but, you know, I think when they first talked about the FNM Bank Arena having a community ice sheet, right. I was like, oh, cool, you know, a place where we can go and play hockey and, you know, um, mm-hmm. kids can practice skating. When then they said it was a Ford Ice Center, that kind of made my head spin a little bit because to just put this in context, if they had announced five years ago, that Clarksville was going to get its own Ford Ice Center, people would be losing their minds with excitement. Well, help right. me, listen. I mean, just that by yeah. itself Help me understand why I should lose my mind with excitement because I don't understand Ford Ice Center, what that a means. Ford Ice Center, I mean, it's just a major investment in the community. Okay. It's like a place where you can go in the South to, to do hockey, to do ice okay. skating, to do figure skating. To do um, all kind, you know, anything ice skating adjacent. Okay. And they'll have, you know, they can do exhibition things there. They have can, they um, started doing do shows. youth hockey yet? Um, they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so are they going to open it up too? So it'd be like a date night. You could go and and ice skate together around the rink, or I am not sure. Um, he wants to practice is, something. Yeah. 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 Get smooth moves. <laughs> we're going to one of the nice restaurants downtown. We're seeing a show at the Roxy, and then we're going to ice skate. Yeah. Romance is alive and well in downtown Clarksville. Just like in Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. Remember nice call? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's exciting. Um, we're going to have all this stuff here. And uh, I think it's because they, they have these in Antioch and Bellevue that are very popular, very yeah. well attended regionally, mm-hmm. not yeah. just like the people who live in those communities, right. but like regionally. So this is going to be a great draw. Uh, for anybody who lives in the area to come to Clarksville to take part in this stuff. And I don't want to start rumors, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start a rumor. Uh-oh. Um, this really does fuel in to the discussions that are being had and the and the this, the whispers in back alleys of Clarksville maybe being the home to the Nashville Predators next minor league team. Hmm. There's been a lot of rumbles about minor league hockey coming to Clarksville. We are and they're all whispers. We aren't going to fuel your rumors. I'm just saying there's been whispers this in the corner. This is a news podcast. This so, is not a, a rumor podcast. But I'm just saying so it plays well. I mean, you've got all these sheets of ice. In the in the F and M Bank Arena, you got the Ford Ice Center. You've got the sheet of ice that's underneath the the main floor there as well. That's a lot of ice just for kids to play hockey every once in a while. I would say there could be some exciting news. We could be doing a Your Week Your News podcast in the future where we're talking about whatever. I'm just saying. It's I'm calling possible. it right now. It's possible. Thirty minutes in to the April 16th episode, I'm calling it now. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next story, this one was uh, courtesy of our friends over at um, APSU. We had a situation where some birds were smashing into some windows over there at, <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, Sunquist Science Center. So the way they built this, uh, this building, there's sort of a narrow part. Where there are, um, there's glass on one side yeah, and glass yeah. on the other side. Yeah. Well, birds aren't the smartest creatures out there, True and that. Um, so they saw the windows and start trying to fly to through because birds don't understand glass technology. They, you know, yeah. they fly 
in my into my office window all the time. Really? I'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden, smack. Is it when you're eating like, you know, no, french fries? I, no, you'll just be sitting there and you'll hear it. I mean, luckily, most of them fly back off. But yeah, they fly right into my window a lot. Something like having a meeting with somebody and then thud. You hear that, that your bird on the glass. And true yeah. story, one day we had some turkeys on the front up here in the front patio area coming yeah. to the front door that were banging on the front door, like trying to, they were mad wanting in. Get mad at John Glass? Maybe. Something. It yeah. must have been around the holidays. They were trying to go in hiding or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, they, they had to file a complaint against Clarksville now in a story yeah. that you had written, and they couldn't figure out how to use a phone. Didn't like the way we <laughs> referred to turkeys. Well, I am glad they are trying to help out the birds. That's what I'll yeah. say. Yeah, what is the solution, Chris? Well, they have a scarecrow or something? So the... Uh, the guy who's the interim director of the Center of Excellence for Field Biology, Dr. Stefan Woltman, um, he started... Hmm? The Center for what? The Center of Excellence for Field Biology. I like that. That's yeah. a heck of a title. Um, He's smart. He, uh, he started collecting data on the number of birds that had died after hitting the window for over 10 years. Oh. So he He's been keeping track of this yes. for 10 years? He meticulously tracked the kills in a small ledger which has now led to the installation of these new window treatments on the building. How, how many were there over 10 years, did he say? Uh, you know what? Had we interviewed him, we would have found out. But um, Can we get somebody on that? Uh, can we send <laughs> Christian Brown down there? Can we get him on Clarksville's conversation? We need to get the bird. Oh, That's wait, wait, wait. The look. answer is here. Um, so he identified 44 species of birds that have died in these window strikes. So it's not just like your idiot, you know, sparrows or something. These are, you know, all kinds of birds. Um, he, they estimate over 160 individual birds died um, based on the count of carcasses Man. that uh, he or his students collected. And it doesn't I, account for the birds that survived and flew away and later died of their injuries. I was, <laughs> and here I was thinking this lineup today was so positive that there was no death in it this week. <laughs> Wrong. That the news was good. And now I hear 160 birds have <sighs> passed. Yeah. Man. Well, Can we please have a moment? For the birds. For the birds. Okay. All right. Good. We had that moment. All right. You need to get that guy. I'm telling you, any dude that for 10 years keeps a dead bird journal, that guy's got a story. That guy's Something. got a story. Yeah. So they're uh, they're treating the windows with some uh, some certain treatment that's going to basically make it uh you know work so the birds don't don't run into these windows anymore so they get mirrored off. But you know they don't know if they're trying to fly through or they're seeing a reflection of right. like grass yeah. or something like yeah. that. But it makes me wonder what's going on in Nashville because, like, you've got all these glass buildings now in downtown yeah. Nashville, and they've got mirrors everywhere. And they I'm, don't have I'm someone a, to keep a journal. No, they that, probably yeah, don't. they don't have Doctor yeah. Woman. When you got there, him. will not be 161 dead birds. Yeah, no, they don't even know how many. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. no one's keeping track of that. Yeah, in Nashville, <laughs> you just walk around the sidewalk, all of a sudden a bird drops <laughs> on your head where it hit <laughs> like 12 stories up. <laughs> Oh. Pressure's well, on, you know Chris. What? We can't I'm end with it's... death and destruction. Well, I can end, we can end on an appetite for destruction. Oh, Ooh, look at that transition. Words. We can. You know, Newsman's been working at a radio station for too long. <laughs> We're rubbing wow, off on you, Newsman. Good. Yeah. So uh, the Downtown at Sundown mm -hmm. lineup has been announced. By the way, Downtown at Sundown, if you're not familiar, it's a concert series that takes place downtown Commons. Um, it's 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 awesome. It's free, you know. They got decent bands. What it's what shocks me about it is every year there's I don't know how they're doing this, but they get somebody who's either maybe they got them before they really took off, but they've had some really big names. Parmalee 
played the downtown commons. They've had number one songs. Hmm. You I know? did not know Parmalee played the downtown. Yeah, Commons. they played downtown at sundown. I remember and, them yeah. playing, but I didn't realize that they had taken off after that. Yeah, it was one of those things where you know I, I heard the name Parmalee, and then all of a sudden I like they're going to the top of the charts. Hmm. Maybe the maybe you know bands now are looking for the downtown Commons kiss. These are you know? a lot of. Um, well, like tribute bands. They've got some tribute bands, but there's actually some really big names coming again this year. And it's it's really exciting. And the cool thing is, if you haven't been to the downtown commons, it is such a cool space. And especially considering there was an old fallen apart bank there for years. Mm-hmm. And now there's this green space where kids can play and you can have a concert and there's festivals at it. And it's just a great place to look at too. Like you go to one of the downtown restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, Katie and I've been busy interviewing people for openings here and bringing them through and taking them into the downtown and showing them, look at the, look at the, at the downtown commons. It's always like, Oh, that's really neat to have that downtown. Mm-hmm. It, so is, this, it is a good idea. This free concert series is, is, is wonderful. Definitely worth concert, checking out. When does downtown sundown? When does it start? Uh, the first concert is going to be on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, so we're like a couple weeks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, with Matt Stell. He's a big uh, name. He's got mm-hmm. some He's got some songs uh, playing on Beaver Country right now. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then there's going to be a local night on May 19. And then the Ace Party Band on June 2. A lot of people responded um, with excitement to that yeah. on, uh, on mm-hmm. Facebook, apparently. They're a fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a run of tribute bands. So mm-hmm. we've got a World Turning, which is a Fleetwood Mac tribute band on Ooh. June 16. And I've, my wife has already told me that we're going to that. Oh, yeah. She's a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac song, Chris? Uh, probably Chain. Chain's a good one. Yeah. Katie, do you have one? Mm, off the top of my head, I don't know. I've always been a Hold Me fan. Mm-hmm. I love Hold Me. Yeah. Changes. Is that what you just said? Is yeah. that the chain, yeah. yeah, yeah the chain. Okay, yeah, you go with that. That's a good one. That's a yeah. solid pick. Just, it makes, that song makes me cry. It makes me think of my son leaving, going to college. Oh, makes me sad. Yeah. It's coming. And what was no. it? What was it? It's hold. Hold me. Yeah, can you sing Hold that? me, hold me, hold me. Come on in. Oh, yeah, 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 that okay. one. Okay, yeah. How'd you not know that song? Well, actually, I didn't know that she was singing Hold Me. Uh, you thought it was Harmony, didn't you? Har- yeah, something like that. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We promise that was the only Fleetwood Mac singing we'll do on this podcast right? moving forward. Thank goodness. All huh? right. And then we have uh, the Highway to Hell and Ultimate Death Leopard <laughs> uh, tribute bands. So, ah, so these Death bands Leopard. have like names, you know, based <laughs> right, on, right, right. you know, songs. Yeah. So it's this is an ACDC uh, tribute band and a Def Leopard tribute band. I can't even. You know, it's so funny. Growing up, we weren't allowed to say that word in the house. We always had mm-hmm. to say heck. And so, yes, I had to refer to it as Highway to Heck. Can I say hell on this podcast? Yeah. What's the yeah. name of the song? You know what? Just call, just say Highway to Heck for the rest of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, please. Sure. It's the Highway to Heck cover band. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see the family-friendly ACDC mm. cover band mm-hmm. called Highway, Highway to Heck. Highway to Heck. <laughs> yeah. And their big song, Hex Bells. <laughs> Uh, yeah. said, that was way too corny. No, he did not go there. All right. Uh, uh, July okay. 21, we have we have Shining Star and Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. Nice. That'll nice. be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, keeping with the soul thing, we've got on August 4, Hollywood Swing and a Cool in the Gang tribute Ooh. band. Those are all good, but I grew up in yeah. the 80s, so I, I mm-hmm. look, yeah. You know, I found um, uh, when I was 
started collecting vinyl. Somebody uh, found a, I don't remember if somebody brought this home to me or Kate had it, but some Girl Scout troop had decided it would be a great idea to make candles. Yeah. And so the base of the candles was they got a bunch of old records Oh, and just like put, you know, like super glued the candle to the yeah. top of the record. Yeah. And Kate comes home with this thing. She's like, yeah, some of the Girl Scouts made it. And I'm looking at like, wait a minute, what record is that? She's like, I don't know. I peel it off and it's cool in the gang. Um, the, uh, um, uh, celebration. Uh, the album has celebration. I'm not sure what the name of the, of the uh -huh. album is, but but yeah. So I, I you know got all the glue off and everything. I put it on the turntable. It's one of my favorite albums. It's excellent. It's a wonderful. You album. ruined a, one of your children's crafts so you could listen <laughs> well, to the record for good vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's not uh, the tribute band, but I found at a flea market the little 45 of Stevie Nicks with leather and lace. Yeah. And I play it. Yeah. That's good mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. And so August 18, uh, Rubik's Groove, which is a band that yep. plays a bunch of I've 80s heard, and that I've stuff. heard they're really good. And mm -hmm. I would, I, you know, I go to, as I've become more and more a member of Hoity Toity Clarksville Society. You really are. That um, is a perfect description have, for you. I have been to a lot more places where there's dancing happening. Mm -hmm. Oh my. And I'm, I really... I'm looking forward to the day when bands like Rubik's Groove are booked for these galas and balls because I want to dance to music from the 80s and 90s, not from the 60s and 70s. And, you know, because that's my parents' music. Well, I'm 50 years old, you know? I mean, it's, it's time for, for us adults who grew up in the 80s to have the music that we grew up with at some of these uh, galas. and uh, I agree. I agree with you too on that. And I think that most people going to those now are our age. I think we just kind of got stuck in that whole getting the same thing over and over. Group. You can only hear brown eyed girls so many times before yeah. you want to hear something from the eighties. Like yeah. It's a good song. It's a play me some U2, play me some, you know, play me some in excess guns and roses, guns and roses. Sure. Mm -hmm. If you could dance to that. Well, <laughs> I just want to see Chris Smith dance. Oh, um, oh. that ah, Clarksville wants to see that. You've seen me it. dance to Rolling Stones before. I have actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Let's not go there then. No, we won't um, go there. Okay. And then on September one, we have Ashley Cook and Kylie Morgan. No, I think they're a country and Western outfit. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're big. All right, and then we have uh, Night Train, which is a Guns N' Roses tribute Ooh. band. There's that Appetite for Destruction uh, forecast that I gave you. Yeah. My my daughter, Evelyn, she's 16 years old, mm -hmm. and right now she's into moody music. Mm -hmm. And the other day we were driving home, and on, on Rewind 94.3, uh, uh, the, the song November Rain came on. And so I didn't change the channel. I'm like, honey, prepare yourself because this is going to be seven minutes of the most epic music you've ever heard in your life featuring three guitar solos. And we listened to the entire song cranked up. And then when the song was over, I looked at her because I wanted to see what is this kid's reaction going to be to this epic song? Because most of the time, you know this, Katie, you play music from your childhood for your kids and they they roll their eyes at you. We play Luke Bryan, Luke Combs, yeah. Chris but Stapleton. You try that for your kids. You play them some 80s music and they're mm -hmm. like, this is stupid old music. Mm -hmm. But the song ended and she goes, oh my God, Dad, that was epic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Little well, November rain. Your nice. We were at that event yesterday and my child said, I was talking to someone and I guess I used the word awesome two or three times. <laughs> 
And my child proceeded to tell me that nobody says awesome anymore, Mom. But you know what? I thought it was pretty awesome that he could say that to me. You know, mm-hmm. you know what's really awesome? Me paying the mortgage and letting you live here for free. <laughs> it's That's awesome. really awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. On then the final two bands, we have uh, on October 6th, American Floyd, which okay. I've heard raves yep. about Set for off Pink years. Floyd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, and I, I accidentally happened upon one of their shows, Downtown Commons, one year. And How do you I was, I was dropping stumble somebody upon a show? off or something, and 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 I was I was blown away. I mean, it was wow. so good. I mean, they really are awesome. Uh, and then the Wildflowers, uh, Tom Petty tribute band. Very cool. Those are all. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Great lineup. All these stories available on ClarksvilleNow.com. The big stories of the week, and that is your week, your news.